welcome to Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, a show where we rewind relationships in popular media and break down behaviors that are often considered normal but are actually based in power, control, and abuse. I'm your host, Allie Williamson, she, her pronouns, the Prevention and Youth Education Coordinator at Next Step Domestic Violence Project. Often, young people are expected to just know how to be in relationships in healthy and equal ways, but no one is born knowing that information. We learn through the examples of relationships given to us, and a big place that we see these examples is in the media that we watch. That's why this show uses media like movies and TV shows as tools to recognize and start conversations about harmful and unhealthy behaviors in the relationships portrayed but this is not to pass judgment on the media that we're discussing. Our goal with the show is to invite young people in Maine to give their perspective and to voice their thoughts, opinions, and experiences around what they've seen in media and how it has impacted them or the people they know. Every month, our guest speaker chooses a TV show or a movie they've seen where they've noticed some of these behaviors being normalized, and we discuss their thoughts and experiences about how this has impacted them. This month, our guest speaker is a 29-year-old young person who goes by the name Coyote and uses he-him pronouns. While watching the movie Natural Born Killers, Coyote noticed how the massive amount of violence surrounding the couple's relationship seemed to be glorified and sensationalized. As a bit of background information, Natural Born Killers is a movie made in 1994 that follows Mickey and Mallory Knox, two individuals with very traumatic childhoods, as they meet, begin a relationship, and start going around the country taking the lives of others. There is a high level of violence in this film, and that violence is glorified by the public, with one reporter specifically sensationalizing the murder spree. There are sensitive materials in and spoilers of the media that we discuss. In today's show, there will be topics like murder, childhood abuse, sexual abuse, and violence. If this sounds like information that may be difficult for you to listen to, I welcome you to join us back for next month's show. If you would like to reach out to us for support or more information, please call Next Steps 24-7 and free helpline at 1-800-315-5579. This helpline is absolutely available to anyone at all who would like to call us. If you'd like to reach out for support, but you're not really sure who to call, you can call 211 to find which resource may be helpful for you and to be connected with them. I'd like to now introduce Coyote to give his perspective on how media has impacted him and to share his thoughts on the movie Natural Born Killers. So our show is all about breaking down some of the relationships that are shown in media where there are actions between the partners that are just like really not okay. Like they're not things that we should actually want to have in our relationships, but the way that they're being shown kind of normalizes it or might even make it look like it's like this big romantic thing or this big passionate thing. So can you tell me a little bit about your experience kind of growing up and watching these TV shows and movies and, you know, how that's impacted you? Yeah, I thought that was, like, a normal thing is, like, you save a girl. You know what I mean? Like, whether it be, like, Disney movies, like, old 90s, like, Disney movies, or, like, um, any action film where, like, the guy is, like, a complete, like, you know, tough dude. And then um, he gets the woman at the end because he saves her. And, you know, that's how it usually goes. I, I mean, so, yeah, that impacted me because I always thought I had to help a woman. 
you know, that's how you, like, get a woman, you help her, right? Which I think is still kind of a way to, to like, you obviously want to help. Not in, like, a way where it's, like, save them from anything, but, like, be gentle and, like, be a gentleman and stuff like that. I think those are all really important things still, you know? Um, but as far as, like, movies and TVs and stuff, like, I think that was really emphasized. Like, you're supposed to save this girl from whatever. Like, the idea that the girl kind of needs saving. And yeah. that you have to do all of these things to be able to, like, get a girl or get a girl's interest. Or that they kind of just need, like, a knight in shining armor when that's not really true. And, I, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, it is really important that we are gentle with just each other as human beings. And that we are helping each other because we're in a relationship with that person. And we yeah. want to care for that person. Yeah. But I do completely see where you're coming from. Where a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows have kind of framed it in the way that, like, girls are needing saving. And that a man has to come in and do these things. And that's, like, their role. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I and I think there's also, like, movies where, like, the kind of, like, the guy's life changes when he meets a woman. And that does, like, happen in real life a lot, too. Like, some, you know, there's some relationships where, like, a man will be, like, having hard times or whatever, and he meets someone that kind of, like, helps them, helps, helps him through some t- tough stuff. And then, but I also think that, like, um, it's vice versa as well. Like, men can do also the same thing for women, but it's got to be healthy. It's not got to be, like, codependent relationship where, like, I need this person to get through my day. That's not good. Yeah. That's really toxic. It's not like that. But what, like, I think there are, but, like, the media will, you know, movies, TV shows kind of show that, too, as well. Where, like, you know, the only way for this person to really get out of trouble or, like, have a better life is to have someone in their life to, like cling on to and help them through which i think can it can legitimately help in some ways to have someone care about like you like and who you are and like you for who you are Mm -hmm. because that helps you with your confidence and like get your loved and that love is a big thing that helps a lot of people um but i don't think i think when it comes to like codependency stuff like that and another thing too is like a lot of shows or movies like will kind of show like Especially, like, high school movies, like, you know what I mean? Or high school TV shows where, like, the nerdy... Not the nerdy guy, but the kind of unpopular guy wants the really cool girl in school. And so he, like, changes everything about himself to get to that girl. Even though, like, his best friend, who's the girl that is his best friend that's always been by his side, he kind of is just not, like, going for her. But even though they're, like, meant to be, and then at the end of the movie, like, he doesn't care about the popular girl anymore. He learns a lot and then ends up with his best friend anyway. I mean, it's, like, because that's also, like, ingrained, I think, in young men's lives. Like, they have to change a lot of things about themselves. And women do it, too, for men. You know? And that's, like, obviously not a good thing to do. You know what I mean? Completely change yourself for, uh, like, so you lose yourself just to take get a, a person to like you, you know? And I think that uh, a lot of people tend to do that. You know what I mean? Like, they'll just kind of, like, yeah, I don't know. They'll, they'll, they'll change to, like, get that person, to get the attention, the, the love that they crave. Yeah. I think that one of the things we talk about as being, like, one of the really important things to make sure that you are having a really 
like a, a relationship that's based in kind of just like healthy things is the ability to have like your independence and your autonomy yeah. and the ability to have the things that make you who you are without having to change them to fit what that person maybe might want or maybe just to fit in better with some of the things that they like or dislike and the, the different characteristics about them. Like you need to be able to have who you are even while you're in a relationship. And I think that that definitely is something that we see a lot of times in TV shows and movies where there are characters just kind of having to shift who they are to be able to fit in better with what they think that somebody else wants, even if that means changing just like their entire personality and the things that they care about and the things that really just make up them as a person. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's wicked. Yeah, and you also... You had mentioned, too, oh, like, the idea of supporting someone in relationships. Like, it's really important to be able to support each other in relationships, but there is definitely a line between kind of supporting someone and having, like, a codependent relationship. 100%. Yeah, and I think a lot of TV shows and movies definitely do show that, where it romanticizes this idea that you need this other person in your life to ever be happy. Like, you will not be happy if you don't have this other person, and they're really amping up, like, how severely somebody has to care about someone in that term where they feel like they can't live without the other person. Right. But I don't think that's a healthy thing. Like, I think everybody should be able to kind of stand and have their happiness depend on a number of different things. It shouldn't all be coming from one person. They should have other, like, hobbies and goals. They should have other people in their life that they care about, different support systems. Yeah. And it can be really helpful to meet somebody who's seen you and seen you yeah. who you are as a person and supports that person. Yeah. But there is definitely a fine line between having that, which is, like, a healthy thing, mm-hmm. and then it turning into a relationship where somebody is so dependent on the other person that they feel like they can't live without them. Yeah, it freaks you out. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. But it's hard because you're in love. When you're young and you're in love, that's got to be, like, one of the hardest things. When I, like, broke up with someone that I, like, loved, deeply loved, and we broke up, we were just toxic for each other, so we broke up. But it crushed me. It destroyed my heart because that was like a part of me. And I enjoyed the time we had together. Like, it was really nice. See, it's a balance. I think that, like, it's good to have your independence. But then I also know couples that, like, are just, like, enamored with each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, love to, like, be with each other all the time and do everything together all the time. It's really about the personality aspect of it all, too. I think that's, like, a deeper version of, like, like, how you see your life and how you want it. So today we are going to be talking about the movie Natural Born Killers. Can you talk a little bit about why you kind of picked this movie specifically? All right. Well, first I Googled like toxic relationships. So when I found that and then I saw Natural Born Killers, but I was also interested in watching Natural Born Killers before that. And then I was like, well, this would be perfect. And so uh, I looked up Natural Born Killers. I bought it on YouTube and then I started watching it. And I was like, yeah, this is like perfect for toxic relationships. Um Oh, because it's just, like, it's, like, the epitome of, like, the worst possible relationship you can possibly have. The most toxic relationship you can have is when you're so in love with uh, somebody else that you just kill for them. That's, like, the worst. I don't you know. That's, that's like, top-notch, like, horrible, you know. And, um, and do, like, other crazy, horrible things. So it just showed that movie kind of broke down, like, it was, uh... Uh, Mickey and uh, Mallory Knox, and uh, they meet up 
well, Mickey kind of meets Mallory and then Mallory is being like completely abused at home, emotionally, physically, sexually, verbally, you know, and she's kind of like, I guess, in her early 20s as the character and uh, we're late teens. And then uh, Mickey comes in and kind of like he's also very traumatized and um, because you get glimpses like in the movie of like how their childhood was. And so when that combination meet of people meet and uh they they don't deal with their stuff and they just kind of take it out on the world it's twisted demented like demonic love you know and uh so i chose this movie because it kind of shows all of that with that you know yeah yeah and i think that um when i was kind of watching through the movie a lot of the things that i saw i don't know it almost felt like they were kind of using the idea that they say that they love each other as an excuse to do these really horrible things to other people. Like they were making it a part of their relationship, kind of like in a, like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of way Yeah. where they were like, are like their the foundation of their relationship is all of this violence committed against other people. Yeah. And a lot of the violence that they do commit is very like just against a lot of different random people. Like I think a few times throughout the movie, it's kind of directed towards specific people because those people have said or done something to one of the people in the relationship. And so they direct all that violence towards them. But I think that, like, from what I saw watching the movie, like, they used love as an excuse to be doing all of these really violent, horrible things to a lot of other people. Yeah. Well, my take of it is, like, they, like, she was being, like, Mallory Knox was being abused by her father and her mother didn't say anything about it. Like he was, she was being sexually abused by her, his her father and they like got away from it by killing their mom and dad. And she, at the, the part where like, she goes, you goes to see her little brother and her brother's like staring at her and she goes, you're free now, Kevin. And then they both leave Mickey and Mallory Knox. So in a way it was like, they both escaped their abusers by by using violence against them mm-hmm. and i think mickey did the same thing we don't see that though so like like violence was an answer to all their problems mm-hmm. and violence was an answer like they just took it out into society and so when they got when they met and they were like hitched they like were like this is the way we deal with our bad the bad stuff that happened to us mm-hmm. we just take it out on everybody else and then they have their own philosophies and theories of why they do it Near the end of the movie, Mickey's being interviewed by Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And Mickey is, like, explaining how... But his mind is also twisted. They are all they all have, like... Those are not normal. They're not normal people. Like, they, they're so far gone that they... It, they might be able to come back. But, like, at the end, Mickey's like, I don't have any regrets for anything that I've done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he's justified in his own weird, twisted theory philosophy. So they both have, like, this weird philo- love philosophy. Like, they love each other. They've been all, both been abused, and they're both going to just take it out on everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's the way they want to live their life. If you're just joining in, this is Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill. I'm your host, Allie Williamson, and today we have 29-year-old Coyote on to talk about the movie Natural Born Killers. So can you think of any examples kind of from the movie that you maybe noticed of... I don't know, maybe some not great ways that the characters are kind of treating each other or, like, just some not great ways that they are kind of acting that the movie kind of maybe normalizes or maybe kind of puts in maybe a harmful light. Mickey, Mickey Knox and uh, is, like, 
<clears throat> using verbal abuse against Mallory Knox in one of the scenes that her father used to do to her. And so she starts to freak out because she's like, you sound like my dad now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're calling me, a, you know, a, this bad word that I'm not going to say. But, you know, and she and she freaks out. So there's like, like verbal abuse. And then, like, also, like, low-key, like, kind of physical abuse. Like, not extreme, like, the way, like, their parents treated them or, like, how they treated other people. But there was definitely, like, moments like that in the movie where, like, he'd be like, you're stupid, you're dumb. So, like, that's really toxic. But it's normal. It, their relationship is normalized. And it might seem normal to some people. That's, like, a normal thing to do. But, you know, you don't do that to your partner. You know what I mean? That's screwed up doing it out of spite or vengeance or hate or whatever abuse then yeah that's messed up yeah and so how do you think maybe watching a movie where somebody is in this kind of relationship or like there's this relationship happening where people are using like this verbal abuse and there is you know a little bit of physical abuse and the way that they're solving their problems is by hurting each other but also the movie is framing it as like this big like love passionate romantic relationships so how do you think like watching those two things paired together might impact somebody i don't know maybe who hasn't experienced their own relationship or might have some like trauma of their own yeah i know i think like some people will be to like look at that and go that's messed up like i would you know it's it's really like a like how you feel on the inside kind of thing about it you know what i mean like um you know, some people might take that to heart and go, yeah, like, I'll do that. I could do that. You know what I mean? Like, they'll just hurt each other's partners. And then they'll be, like, madly in love, like, a week later. Like, they're fighting and there's, like, things being thrown around the house and, like, doors are being kicked in and they're crying and sobbing. And then a week later, they're, like, at dinner and they're madly in love and they're laughing and they're having a good time. Yeah, so kind of like a cycle of abuse. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of what the movie kind of shows, too. Like, that's what the movie kind of portrays. It's like all this craziness. And then they're all of a sudden, like, all over each other and in love. It's the most unbalanced, like, love, you know, but it exists. That's a real thing. Like, not the whole, like, killing spree thing. But you know what I'm saying? Like, now, if someone was watching that movie, how would that affect them? I think when you're younger, that affects you. You think that's normal. And it's the same thing, like, if you grew up in a house like that, where, like, that stuff is going on, you think that's normal. And not all, and then you get into relationships and you go, oh, this is not normal because other people in the relationship are like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, you know, so you realize like you, uh, you learn and you grow and you realize those are wrong things, how to approach relationships and stuff like that. But that's a, those are years of like looking at it and reflecting and dealing with it, like take, making sure that you get help for it, you know? But then like, there's some people who just kind of like stay in that. They think that's normal and they stay stay like that. That's all, Those are lies and fantasies that you see in the movies and TV and video games and stuff like that. Whatever it may be. You go, oh, those are just fantasies. Those aren't real things. Like, that's just a, they're a traumatic abuse relationship. Not real. Not realistic. Yeah, so it sounds like I think a large part of what our show kind of talks about 
specifically is like the idea that no one is born knowing how to be in relationships with other people. Like we aren't just born knowing those things. Like the way that we learn to be in relationships, the way that we learn to communicate with each other and the way that we learn to just interact with each other is through the examples that we are being given. So if we are only being given examples, like the ones in natural born killers, or like you had mentioned, if this is going on at home and maybe there's a lot of violence or a lot of really unhealthy communication happening at home, like those are the examples that you're given. Mm -hmm. And until you are able to kind of get the knowledge that that's not normal or see additional examples or get the experiences maybe of being in your own relationships where that is not normal and that's not an okay way to communicate and to treat each other you know it's hard to be able to really see that yeah so you kind of have to learn those things to be able to be in relationships in those different ways that you know we actually want to have happen because if you really look at this movie and and the relationships that we see like the ones in this movie and other tv shows like it would not be fun it would not be romantic and it would not be like this really exciting love to be in that relationship like it would be scary it's violent there's all of these different things going on the way that we get these examples in tv shows and movies and through our families and through our friends and the relationships we are seeing it might really really skew how we are able to view those things and how we are able to really communicate and have relationships ourselves yeah yeah, no, Natural Born Killers, the movie, it, it's like a, it's like directed like a dream. Like, it's like, almost like it feels like you're watching someone's dream. It's not real at all. Nobody rides, after people do that stuff, nobody rides in the sunset to, like, a better place. Nah, that doesn't exist. Everything you do catches up to you eventually. I think that also when you're young, that, and you see these things, like, you see, if you're, like, 13, you see Natural Born Killers, and someone's got to sit down with you and explain to you like listen like I, it's a cool movie right like that's a great movie like it is it's a cool movie i like it um but like that's not real you know and that's not right what they're doing to each other you know what i mean it's got to be stomped out pretty quickly yeah because i think the longer that you go kind of seeing these examples and, and viewing them as normal like the harder it's going to be to change it gets stuck in your psyche yeah it gets yeah. stuck and yeah. It's going to be really hard to change your views. It's going to be really, really hard because that's what you're learning is normal. Like, that's your reality because that's the examples that are given to you. Yeah. So it's going to be really, really difficult to change, though. So, yeah, I totally agree. I think it's really, really important to be able to give young people the skills to be able to look at these movies and look at these TV shows that they're watching mm-hmm. with that kind of critical lens where they are able to watch and, like, enjoy because, like you said, it's a good movie. Like, it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. But... We need to be able to enjoy those movies, enjoy those TV shows without internalizing those things and thinking that those things are normal. Being able to look at it in a critical way, we're able to tell the difference. Yeah. No, and like you said before, like they, the, the movie makes it like seem like it's like light and fun. and But then like people don't realize how dark and scary and weird and like creepy it, it actually is. Like that's that's a dark world. That's a very, very dark world and a dark, like, hole to, like, fall into. There's, like, a scene where Mickey uh, Knox is, like, getting interviewed by Robert Downey Jr. And he's, like, explaining, like, what's in his head. And he's like, oh, man, I just, there's a rabbit up there with a Christmas hat. And he's telling me, like, these things. And all these people are watching and they're all just kind of, like, their jaws are, like, down because they're, like, this dude's out of his mind. That's a dark world. That's not a fun world to be in. Everything is kind of, like twisted and demented Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, but I really think that people need to start talking to each other. They're like, hey, that's not cool. Like, don't do that. Like, I, for example, I got, um, I listen to like a lot of uh, comedy podcasts. Mm-hmm. And uh, one in particular is uh, this woman. And um, she talks about her relationships and how her first husband or her, her boyfriend, who was like 15 years older than her, um, and she was 14. And she goes, I thought that was normal. And then she goes, he used to beat me. She said, like, I thought that was love. She goes, I saw my mom. That happened to my mom. So I thought, I just thought that was love. And I was like, wow, he beats me up like that. That means he really loves me. But that's what trauma does. But someone had to sit down and explain it to her. And she understood that wasn't the right thing to do. So here's just an example, you know, of someone growing up in a household where they saw their mom get beat up by the, by the boyfriends, multiple boyfriends. And she grew up thinking that that was normal. Mm-hmm. And then so she ended up in a relationship where she was getting beat up. And she said, man, he must love me. That's what she said. So, you know. Yeah. And I can definitely see, like, why that kind of train of thought would happen. Because if that's what you're being shown, like, that's what you're being shown. Right. Like, this is a normal relationship. This is how we show love to each other is by doing these awful things to each other. Like, that's what your reality is going to be until you learn differently. Yeah. And so that's why I think, like, it's so important to, you know, have the good examples in addition to the other examples or to be able to really highlight the fact that, yeah, we're showing this in TV shows and movies for entertainment purposes, but this isn't actually, like, a realistic thing that you should want. Yeah. Or even in our own homes and in our own relationships model behaviors to... The young people in our lives that, you know, are healthy ways to communicate and and things that we actually should want to have in relationships. Yeah, I think that's why it's so important for people to be real with each other. Like, if more people were real with each other and, like, explained and communicated and, like, had, like, real conversation about things, then, you know... There'd just be more understanding. You know, normalizing the idea that talking about these relationships and talking about what relationships should look like and what relationships should not look like is so important so that, well, number one, we are setting good examples for the people who are, you know, just starting to have their own relationships. And then also just to make it normal to be able to talk outside of your relationships about things that are going on. So you feel like it would help a lot in when somebody might need to reach out for help. They have noticed that maybe something is happening. That's not something that should be happening. I'd like to thank Coyote for being our guest speaker this month and having this conversation about how watching relationships in media has impacted him growing up and his perspective on the movie Natural Born Killers. We talked a lot about how when we are shown examples of relationships where violence and abuse are occurring, whether that be in media, at home, or in a different setting, it can be really confusing to figure out what relationships should look like and that violence is not something that should be normal. We also talked about how critical it is to talk to each other, to set better examples, and to think critically about what we are seeing, because it can be really confusing if this is the only information that we get about what relationships look like. You've been listening to Relationship Rewind. I'm your host, Allie Williamson, and I hope you'll join us again next month on the third Tuesday from 4.30 to 5, where we will be continuing this conversation and breaking down another relationship in popular media. You can also listen to our live stream or subscribe to our podcasts at WERU.org or on the WERU smartphone app. 
If you are a young person in Maine who is interested in being a guest speaker on the show, have ideas of media we could talk about, or you know of a young person who might be interested, please reach out to me at awilliamson at nextstepdvproject.org. As mentioned, you can call Next Steps 24-7 and free helpline at 1-800-315-5579 for more support or more information about power and control in relationships and resources available to you. If you'd like to reach out for support, but you're not sure who to call, you can call 211 to find which resource may be helpful for you and to be connected with them. Thanks for joining.